Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Couple Blessings. I am your host Clarissa and we have our hunky host. Yep, it's Ramara. Yes guys, so in today's episode we're going to be discussing a very interesting topic um, of colorism. Very interesting, colorism, you know, because that actually affects everyone in a sense. It's not just a black thing. It's in all different backgrounds. Yeah, definitely. But but break down, what is colorism? Um, okay, so colorism is discrimination based on the skin tone of another who has the same ethnicity. So okay. that's pretty much colorism in a nutshell. Personally, I think colorism is an ideology that has a very negative effect on the black community as well as the Asian community, the Hispanic community, the um, Filipino yeah, community. The Filipino community. And it's definitely something that was, as far as I'm concerned, created to, to divide and to conquer. I think the whole perception of black unity has been completely or is trying to be erased and that is using colorism to put people against each other basically i agree with you on that because this is something i can only talk about the black community as in having experience with that and deep research is that's embedded from like slavery days mm. From beforehand, you had like the Willie Lynch mm. um, thing where they kind of put the light-skinned people that was allowed to remain in the household and be helping with the cleaning and looking after and fending for the children. Whereas the dark-skinned individuals were left to do more of the, the hard work on the cotton fields and so forth. But there's always been us against them when we are one. Yeah, exactly. Which is sad, very sad. Definitely. Yeah, again, I think this theory just creates friction um, within the black community. I obviously wasn't there as a slave, but I don't... It's hard for me to believe that every lighter-skinned person was inside the house and <laughs> every darker-skinned person was outside. That's why I just think that it's kind of been perpetuated um, for us to believe that, you know, this was how it actually was. And I, I don't think it was like that. I think years ago we were much more united and there wasn't this big issue with light skin and dark skinned i think at the end of the day we all wanted to get out of a situation so we all got together and decided to get out of that situation we never said okay well you light skin slaves over there you're okay stay in the house all the dark skin ones are gonna escape i don't think that's how it was and i think that's how the william lynch theory and the ideology of colorism is trying to make it seem. Okay. So do you believe that there is colorism then? As in, okay, so obviously we can, back in the day, they had their own different ways of going about things. But do you believe that colorism actually exists in this current day and age? I think racism exists. And black people as a whole, no matter what shade they are, 
experienced racism. So in that sense, colorism doesn't really exist. I think it only exists with people that feel they are untreated fairly because of the color of their skin. But that's basically every black person. I was going to say that. That's everyone. Yeah. To some degree, at some point in their life, whether light, whether darker, um, darker toned or lighter toned, they felt and experienced some level of racism or some level of uncomfortableness within their own skin. Yeah, I agree. Because it's interesting. It's, it's sad to say, but there is no true unity within our community. There's a lot of crabs in the barrel mentality in the it's like someone doesn't want you to exceed over them or they they wonder why you're prevailing with their failing. Mm. So it's how you look at things. It really it's you know, that's why I've got this mentality of um the cup being half full and rather being half empty. Mm-hmm. When people think the cup's half empty, they're always looking down at the situation, it's always a negative approach. I always look at my cup being half full so I can be optimistic. I can see the blessings in the lesson. I can, I'm open to what's to come. Mm. But um, it is kind of interesting because I feel like the people that get hated or get disliked the most are the darker toned people at times. Mm. And in my opinion, those are the ones with the most power, mm. the true power. Yeah. They haven't, their roots haven't been watered down as someone who's much much lighter, in my opinion. Um, as they say, as Tupac says, well, um, let me let me actually read the words because it's a song I like here. Yeah, it's called Keep Your Head Up. Mm-hmm. You know, Tupac was a wordsmith. I love that song. He says, some say the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. I say the darker the flesh, then the deeper the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. Tupac cares. If don't nobody else care. Rest in peace, Tupac. Yeah, so, R.I.P. Because back then there wasn't music that was empowering the, the people, as in mm. even now you don't really get that kind of depth and empowerment. But um, I do think this is a serious topic to kind of touch on because there's so much, there's so much um, animosity towards one another at times. Mm. And we believe that the other's gets favoritism at certain points in certain intervals of life or yeah. certain opportunities. But being someone who's a model, you must have seen that in your line of work that there's favoritism towards people on the light on the lighter shade than the darker shade. To be honest with you, I think black beauty within the fashion industry is actually pushed to the forefront. So when I do go to castings or I do go to bookings, um, you'll see actually the darker skin models um, actually booking the job. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so in that sense, I don't really see lighter-skinned people being favorited in the industry. Um People will scream and say, oh, but you've got Beyonce and you've got Rihanna. Yeah, but you've also got Oprah Winfrey. You've got Naomi Campbell. You've got Jasmine Sullivan. These are all beautiful, dark-skinned women that are very powerful. Um, Mm. So I think the success is kind of, it's equal, you know, it's divided equally. Um, But yeah, even 
when I went to filming for Fast and the Furious 9, there was like hundreds of models. And out of the hundreds of models, there was like 10 light-skinned models and the rest were beautiful dark-skinned models. So the dark, the darker-skinned woman at the moment is in high demand. Do you know what I mean? So the whole colorism thing, I, I do, I do think it's a myth. I don't. I think it's created by the people that don't want us to unite, and I also think it's perpetuated by people in the black community who feel like they're being untreated fairly because of their skin but I don't think that's anything to do with colorism. I just think that's circumstances. Oh, so you think it's like on an individual basis, it's not like a collective thing? No, I don't think it is. I think um, I think, I think some dark-skinned people believe colorism exists because they may not have got the job over the lighter-skinned girl. But if you, if you put someone who's lighter than the lighter skinned girl in the in the picture they would have got the job you know so all right i i kind of disagree i hear where you're coming from but I yeah disagree. does that make sense like there's always someone who's going to be lighter that's going to get the job do you know what i mean so a dark-skinned person and a light-skinned person can be at the interview but someone lighter than a light-skinned person can be at the interview and they'll get the job so what's the dark-skinned person going to say then? Or well, then, the light-skinned person? Colorism, 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 no. But then, but then if by using your example, then that means there is colorism. If you're saying because that person could be lighter shade, mm. there's a higher chance they get the job than, than the darker shade person, mm. even if they're not typically dark mm-hmm. skin, then that means that there is colorism. What if it's just preference? Is preference colorism? Good question. Because um, I think society this in this day and age is You're not so, allowed to have preference, it yeah. seems. Yeah, you can't say I'm I'm not attracted. That's not my cup of tea. I'm not attracted to so-and-so. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. It's like, I don't know what it is. Um, we've got this whole thing where it's all, all inclusive. Mm. All inclusive doesn't mean that you've got to be all inclusive to who you're attracted to and who you want. Mm. You know, um, it's all right to not be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. But um, you are someone's cup of tea. Mm. But now, back to this whole colorism thing, I'm going to go back to this, because I do disagree with your point where I have blatantly seen colorism in full effect. I've gone out. Yeah, I've gone to nightclubs and I've gone out with people and I've gone with um, several females with me and we're going. And let's say, you know, like you're going in a group, Mm -hmm. they would let some of the attractive light-skinned girls, a couple of white girls, but the dark-skinned girls who are absolutely stunning, in my opinion, they're if and are in talking about um, you can't come in about capacity or making a fuss why they can't come in. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, nah, they're with us. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? We're together. Mm-hmm. If they're not going in, we ain't going in. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few scenarios where it, and it could be like the birthday girl. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that? Everyone's looking to go to this place and this function and the birthday girl mm-hmm. can't even get in. Yeah, that's that sucks. That really does. So that means even when we did speech and get her in, it's like, I, I don't, she don't want to turn up. So you think that was blatantly colorism? I do think so because she didn't fit the the quote unquote um, look that was described or that was wanted from that nightclub. I think it's saying that the nightclub got closed down. What's it called again? 
I can't remember. Okay, yeah, let's not I know get which there. one you're on about. But yeah, it's one in central London. I forgot yeah. the name of it all around in places. The there. racist club, basically. The racist club. So, <laughs> so um, but do you know what it is? The reason I was, their, their, their whole thing was, um, men like to spend money with the females. I like to go with the females. It doesn't matter what type of music's playing. Mm. If you've got a good, um, if you've got a lot of attractive female going somewhere, then men want to go there. And obviously men want to be impressionable. So they want to impress them. So they will spend more money and so forth. So they just didn't see the girls, some of the black girls being um, as desirable as some of the ones who had more of the um, westernized looks. I just think that is absolutely ridiculous. But then in saying that, not just nightclubs, look at Love Island. I don't watch Love Island like that, but I do remember um, last year there was a few candidates that We've got the we've got that the token black girl on there. Yeah, I don't know. To be fair, and no one's interested in. I that. don't even know why black people apply to go on that show because every year they're treated the same. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Do you know what? And that's one thing I I, I kind of um, the question Fighting for acceptance is a little bit annoying. Oh my days! <laughs> let, me, let me clap on that. Clap for that. Yeah. I have to give you a clap to that because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of so many years of us being told. In, being told no you can't come here no you can't eat here um you know mm. no whites is it no no blacks no dogs no irish mm. i don't know if it's that from many years has now formed a lot of black people for some odd reason i can only say black people because i've noticed it with them mm-hmm. is places where they're not accepted or wanted they want to force themselves to be there like where Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Love Island. There was something even recently that even like the Queen was saying, or something came up, the Queen um, didn't want black people working on the grounds. Oh. Of recent, yeah. Really? Yeah. But there's there's so much, but basically I don't know it is, even like when it comes to going into certain shops and stores like Gucci and all these places there, mm. the black individuals will be so quick and ready to spend their last money yeah. on the garments, but yet still security is following them around following the shop. Following them like, like oh. yeah, like remember we went to Portugal and you went into the shop. Oh my! Days. And before you could even turn around, the man was on your back. Like the guy was on me like a shadow. I, that was I couldn't believe that. Like yeah. watching your every move, asking, "Are you occasionally need help? What do you need? What are you here for? Yeah. What do you want?" And so yeah, great, great example, great example. But it's like those times there. It's like I remember people be like, "Yeah, well." I remember, I forgot who it was, but some some famous person was like, yeah, they made me feel uncomfortable. So what I've done, I just spent more money and showed them I've got the money. It's nothing. Money's not an issue. Mm. But you're spending money with people that don't want you, don't yeah, accept you. Exactly. They accept your money, but they don't accept you. They don't like you at all. They don't like you at all, man. Whether you're a lighter shade, darker shade. Yeah, that's why I win. They just don't like you. They if don't. you're black and you've got 3C hair, 4C hair, they, they, don't, they don't like, they don't like you. Now, now here's... Sorry, yeah, go on. But um, that's that's the reason why I didn't spend no money in that shop. Mm. We um, we moonwalked straight out of it. Mm-hmm. We kept it pushing because, mm-hmm. you know, that's and you know how sad it is. Another reason how sad it is. It's got to the point, yeah, of how bad it is that we're so used to bad treatment, and not even supporting our own. We had to come up with something called a black pound day, in it just to remind ourselves spend some money in your own community. Mm. Do you know how sad that is? It is. That is so sad, so disrespectful on so many levels that we would rather put money in the hands of everyone and every other community than our own. 
Mm. Let that sink in. It's true. Let that sink in. Very, very true. And then what happens is when we are dealing with our own community and we're paying for a service or paying for any product, the step prices. No, no, no. <laughs> but even so, that's fine because you'll spend extortionate prices elsewhere. Yeah, Better you feed your brother than feed everyone else. Mm. But then here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing, which is a bit of an issue. They will have the highest standards of what they would accept and what they want from what they're purchasing and what they're, the service they're getting. If it falls short, they will make a big, a big no tirade about how bad the service is and this and that. But let it be a different nationality doing the same thing to them. They're like, okay, they accept yeah, it. Yeah, they're fine with it. Mm. How are you fine with with ill treatment? from every other community but then you don't even give your own community and your own people a chance yeah exactly it's sad it's sad so that's the same thing what I mean by crab in a barrel mentality mm. but um, it's, it's, it's really interesting man it is it is and I think with the whole colorism um, theology are they basically trying to say do light skinned people have it easier you know <clears throat> But I don't think light-skinned people do have it easier. I think all black people experience the same struggles. It is true. It is true. I mean, I remember my granny telling me that when she first came over here from the Caribbean, my granny, who is very, very light, she's half Portuguese, she's extremely light. And she first came over here from St. Vincent in the 50s or the 60s. And she told me that she was treated terribly, much, much worse by darker skinned people than she was white people. So serious. Yeah. So you even get things like that. So where does colorism actually stem from? Does it stem from lighter skinned people feeling like they have it easier? Or does it stem from darker skinned people not actually liking lighter skinned people because they think light skinned people have it easier? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of dark, darker skinned people do discriminate on lighter skinned people and they sort of think that maybe lighter skinned people are weaker or watered down. I mean, I was made to believe when I was younger that I wasn't fully black and I wasn't as, you know, my blood wasn't as black as the darker skinned person to the point where I actually wanted to be darker skinned when I was younger because I wanted to feel like I belonged. I wanted to feel more powerful do you know what I mean I was made to feel like I was weak because I was lighter skinned when I was younger and I don't think that's right do you know what I mean I just think there's many different shades of black if you go to Africa you can go to Kenya you can see lighter skinned people you can see darker skinned people black people with afros black people with straight hair black people with blonde hair and blue eyes yeah and freckles and all sorts yeah Yeah. you know ginger hair i've got a cousin who's got ginger hair with freckles and he's black i've also got a cousin who's albino do you know what i mean i have a sister with blue eyes we're we're black though you know and i don't feel like light-skinned people should be made to feel like they're less of just because they're lighter-skinned has that is that the reason why you're super pro-black now I'm so pro-black now because as much as I was made to feel like I'm not black enough, I am black enough. I love that. I know that for a fact. Like It just runs through my blood. So yeah, I am very pro-black and I don't think it 
matters on the shade of your skin. Not at all. I just think we need to stick together and unite. Because as you can see, there's so many people that are against the, you know, black people coming together. Yeah, and it's and exactly there's there's power in numbers. There's power in numbers. Hundred percent. And not just that, you like a prime example, you had someone like back in America, um, J. Edgar Hoover. He's like the director of um FBI, which mm-hmm. is the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He was there for like forty eight years. Mm-hmm. And he was saying the biggest fear to the um to America was black uni. See? And if you really clock, that's why there's been such a um, an ongoing agenda mm. to demasculate the men. Yes. Demasculate the men and feminize them in all different shapes and sizes and make everyone be a part of all these different groups just to water down the message and yeah. take away the strong family values and the household. And Because there's strength, there's so much strength. But now... Divide and conquer is the, is the worst thing. And the problem is when there is um, inclusion, everyone is together. Most people are governed by the pound note or by the dollar. Mm. So their loyalty can be bought. They, are, they, can, they can switch to the opposing side through, you know, a check and do more damage to the actual ongoing um, growth of us as a people. But do you know what's interesting? Um, I've noticed. Depend because of this whole colorism, of why I do believe it's it's true. Because mm. in one community, you can be, you could feel like you're too light to be within that community. But then you go to like a white society, and you're too dark to be in that society. Mm-hmm. So it does really, yeah, it's interesting. So sometimes you don't know where your home is. Mm-hmm. So that's where you got a, and the problem is as well. If you don't look in the mirror and love yourself, it's hard to love someone who looks like you. There you go. That's the reason why I feel like the negativity is perpetuated so much more. And that's why a lot of people can get away with harming the people that look like him. Mm. The black people, the female, you can get away with doing so much more. Like it's really sad, but um, I do believe change is coming. Because we're evolving, we're changing, our eyes are becoming more open to things. Some of us um, now, our eyes are being more closed Mm. to certain things. And people just say, no, do you know what, it is how it is. It's not how it is. Mm. It's an agenda to keep you, you know, in a state of, just in the fog. Yeah. Basically, a lot of people's got in fog. And you know, it's crazy. Everyone's glued to their phones mm-hmm. rather than reality yep that's it no one's reading no no one's trying to find out what's really going on just listening to the media and it's mad yeah you got you got to look at that it's the irony of the names everyone's got a smartphone but there's nothing smart about <laughs> yeah, it yeah that's so yeah. true <laughs> so true literally it's making you the opposite man it's, it really is but um as they say there's power in numbers and collectively, you can understand the power in numbers because when we 
all want to stand behind something and champion it. Like, look at Black Panther. Look what we've done when it comes to the records and the support and how much money we generated mm. for the movie because it depicted us in a positive light. It showed unity. Even though um, the main man in the cast didn't get paid as much for his role. Sad and rest in peace. What's his name? I can't remember. But he's the nice guy who passed away, who's the main character of um, Black Panther. But you can see the power of what we can do. Our buying power, our, um, we just have power in general. But at the moment, the power is just distributed everywhere and anywhere where it shouldn't be rather than where it should be. Definitely. But just going back to that movie, when Black Panther first came out, I thought it was about the Black Panthers, the movement. I didn't know it was some comic character. But even still, it was good. I was, I was okay, I hear that, but... um. Who I w- came first, the Black Panther, the movement, or Black Panther, the comic? Black Panther, the movement. Yeah. I kind of feel like they tried to disrespect the movement. Oh, like, okay, okay. Into some comic and some... I hear, okay, I kind of hear where you're going, because mm. they could have... They could have did the Black Panther movie about the Black Panthers. Like no, a positive... No, but they have, they have, though. There is, there is a movie, um, a Black Panther movie. No one knows about it. There is. It hasn't been... They've even done something recent with... Um, what's that guy from the UK? He got like... What did he get? He got an award for it. He, Daniel Kaluuya. That's it. He got an award for it. And that has to do with like the Black Panther. I really like him. Yeah. He's a really good actor. He is, he is, he is. He's seasoned. And again, he's, he's a very dark-skinned black man. Do you know what I mean? And he's doing very well. Extremely successful. So people that are screaming colorism, Look at Daniel Kaluuya. I, there's no light-skinned actors doing as well as Daniel Kaluuya. Do you know what? Actually, is a good point. When I when I think of colorism, I don't really think of the people. When I normally hear um, it being mentioned and it's being hollered and shouted out from the rooftops, oh, that's colorism. That's favoritism. That's, da, da, da. Mm. I don't normally hear that when it comes to females. No, I don't really hear that when it comes to male counterparts, mm. light skin or dark skin. I normally just hear that. I normally hear slurs like. Um, light skin guys might have little jokes about dark skin like um at, even at my workplace there's a few black people there and they say yeah welcome to the dark skin society and stuff mm. <laughs> oh dear <laughs> so like literally when i was starting work it's like yeah man welcome to the dark skin society it's like mm, okay that mm. like, how's that supposed to make you feel because you're kind of in the middle yeah i'm like you know like i'm like a tea bag you're not with a dark and you're not no like, I'm, you're red I'm not red. I'm not red. I'm not red. I'm, <laughs> I've got, um, I'm a mix because at the moment I've got a little bit of, yeah, I'm a tea bag with just a little bit of milk. But in saying that, as the way things are going forward, everyone's um, going to be looking beige. It's not going to be, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's true. So everyone's going to be looking like me and Lyle. The future's bright. The future's orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's interesting in itself. So you have a lot of darker skinned women and men as well um, who scream colorism. Uh, they obviously don't feel comfortable in their own skin because when they have a child, they have a child of someone outside of their race who's usually, who's usually white. So then they have a mixed race child and that's probably because they don't want their child to experience the racism that they went through mm. because of their darker skin. That makes sense. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. But um, my, my thing with that is, you can't help who you love. Mm. You love who you love and there's nothing wrong with that. Be into who you are. But there's sometimes there's people that's through trauma and through what and through what they've gone through. I know so many people like that, so many females and even like my older generation of people like the aunts and uncles that have had scenarios where they're ill treatment or just they're not feeling comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, they probably feel unattractive. So yeah. they want they want an attractive child so they go outside of their race. Yeah. And I've and especially like in places like Jamaica, that was such a big thing. And other places that as in and even like I've been around with a lot of white people and they'll be like, yeah, I want a nice little chocolate baby or I want a little, you know. And that just sounds weird. Yeah, but um, but do you know what it is? Um, that's why you've got people like Dr. Umar who will say you can't really be pro-black if you're dating outside your race. But mm. I, I understand where he's coming from, but I don't as well. Because mm. again, um, you love who you love. You be. It's all about you making sure you're happy. And it's also what you want to do as well as a parent. You want to make sure for your child, you give them better than you've had yeah, and then you've experienced. So I can understand where if they know they was forever victimized or they was, they went through like loads of abuse because they lived in a predominantly white area or they was very light compared or very dark compared to their other counterparts. And they was mm. made to feel unattractive and loved and they had to, you know, endure a lot of things that they want to talk about and I can understand why they'll say you know if I have a child or when I have my child they're not going to face it so they're willing to go down that lane of having a child that doesn't look like them mm-hmm. but um, in doing so it means that overall they won because in order you should, you should be able to love yourself and love what comes from you mm-hmm and a lot of people find it hard to have acceptance of themselves. I think it's insecurities. Big time, big time. And yeah, love is love, but at the end of the day, we're talking about colorism. And if you're have, if you're someone who's having a baby with another race because you don't like the way you look, that is a big problem. That is, that is. But then, but then here's the thing. Here's the thing. On the flip side. Of the coin. I also knew a female whose father suffered from self-hate. So she was dark skinned and her younger siblings was a lighter tone. But he used to put them against each other and showed a level of favoritism. Even though the lighter tone ones wasn't his biological kids. But it left her wondering and even asking at certain points. Am I beautiful? Is there something wrong with me? Do you know how sad that is where the lack of love and support will make a child ask their parent if they're loved or even liked? So that meant the men that came into her life, they not only had to be her partner, but they had to become the friend, counsellor and at times father figure just to help heal that traumatic trauma that she's experienced. So in my opinion... It's better to be with who or what you love than being with your own race and making your own creation feel less of because of your own insecurities. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So have you had any experience like that or anything? No. Okay. But um, 
Yeah, it is a it is an interesting subject, and I do hope um, as a people we can get healing. As a people, we can, or when I say people, I mean everyone. As in, we can start loving ourselves more. Realize that divide and conquer is a real thing. We can't brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm. We've got to move forward, and we've got to grow from our traumas and make sure our traumas don't are not passed down onto our children because. What we suffer from and we're unable to heal within ourselves is what our children and loved ones inherit. Yeah, definitely. So let, let our next generation inherit the blessings. Let them inherit um, what makes us special, the unique things, not, not just the unhealed issues that we've had. Mm. And I think when it comes to colorism, I think um, it would be a good idea to probably remember that we are just all one race and that is the human race very true wait 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 let me clap for that <laughs> please let that sink in let that sink in guys we are one race yeah and it definitely doesn't matter what colour shade you are that determines your success or where you're going to be in life or what you want to be um, because keeping that in the back of your mind can actually hold you down so you just want to remember so that so true you are special, you matter, you are beautiful, no matter what colour you are, no matter how your hair looks, no matter how your body looks, um, and just embrace who you are, you know, and we hope you got some lessons from the blessings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, it was another hard um, hitting topic. Um, don't hope you didn't cause offence to anyone, it's just our opinions how we view and see things and like we like to do we like to definitely we like to dissect things and see yeah what the blessings and the lessons are from this um this episode and all the other episodes we're going to be doing so i hope you gain some knowledge i hope you gain some more self-love and look forward to speaking to you guys in the next episode peace bye